Well, hello there. I'm Dr. Kara, shaman, energy master, registered nurse, doctor of natural health, and a mom. I'm an ordinary person living my extraordinary life, but it wasn't always this way. Learning to walk a shamanic path opened me to extraordinary and changed the course of my life. Welcome to the Ascended Evolution Podcast, where season after season, I will be your guide around the medicine wheel, following the ancient wisdom path of indigenous peoples. We are all in the midst of a wild and crazy ascension process, and I wanna help you, I wanna support you. May these episodes inspire you to shine bright and live into your infinite potential with peace in your mind and love in your heart. Hello there, and welcome back to the Ascended Evolution Podcast. If you're listening to this episode, we've moved through the powerful transition of winter solstice on December 21st. December 21st marked our movement on the medicine wheel from the west direction into the north direction. And in the north direction, we begin to embrace stillness. We begin to utilize stillness to be in our space of joy and find our passions with a little more depth. We've just emerged from the west direction where we have spent some time looking at the shadow aspects of ourselves and contemplating them and determining what we are ready to let go of and release. As this podcast mirrors the seasons of these four primary directions in shamanic tradition, we're going to shift our focus around meditation in this next episode to the healing aspects that meditation can offer up to us. You see, in shamanism, we see ourselves as being the primary vessel for our healing and the primary vessel to connect with source, to connect with spirit and the energy of all things around us. So let's get started with our next episode where I share my thoughts on how the practice of meditation can begin to heal our wounds. Why meditation? Why now? It seems that much of the guidance I talk about centers around this practice of meditation or quieting the mental mind. And there's really good reason. It is an ancient technique that clearly works because it has been applied for thousands of years across many cultures. In fact, I think our ancestors saw it as a secret to a good life and therefore handed it down among the people of their tribe or their village. The earliest documentation of meditation begins in India around 5000 BC. 
The roots of meditation can be seen in India, China, and Japan. However, we really don't know for certain where the exact roots began. What we do know is that at the same time, many cultures were developing a practice of going within and creating stillness. We also know that today meditation is quite mainstream and it has been adapted to meet our lives, our very busy lives. Some might say meditation has gotten a little watered down. Instead, I would say we are becoming more strategic and adapting its application of a very beneficial tool for a happy, joyful, and peaceful life. Regardless of the origin and the history and how it's applied, these things we know. A practice of going within can be seen in the ancient traditions across all cultures. And the practice of meditation was used for spiritual connection and personal maturity. Today, meditation is considered a coping mechanism rather than a way of life. However, when we take a look at the vast differences in the practices of meditation across cultures, we know that meditation was a practice, that it was taught very early on in life, and that it was actually a way of being that was wound in and around all the aspects of everyday life. In shamanism, we go within ourselves to find our spiritual nature, to connect with source, and to build trust in the source of all things, and to build trust in ourselves. In this episode, I am introducing you to the idea of sacred space through stillness, and how this is cultivated over time by consistent practice. Sacred space is an energy or a space created through our intention for very specific intentions. I was initially introduced to the concept of sacred space when I began learning the art and practice of shamanic energy healing. My teacher at the time explained that sacred space is a sacred container that's created around myself, the practitioner, and extended over my client. This sacred space comes from above and it comes from spirit to allow for the highest healing of my client and the greatest protection of both of us as we create a space and a process to allow the client to come into greater emotional, mental, spiritual, and of course, physical balance. More than a decade has passed since I began a daily practice of creating sacred space each morning while sitting in stillness with the intention of quieting my mental mind. Sacred space has become more than a container to hold space for myself or for my client during healing sessions. 
It has also become a sacred space for spirit to work with me directly and to move through me to help me live into my highest potential. Sacred space has become a portal to my intuition. It has deepened my relationships with nature, with spirit, and most of all, with myself. This is one of the primary elements that sets shamanism apart from other teachings or ways of living or spiritual practices. Shamanism is all about the direct connection to spirit. No middleman, no interference. I love this. It truly embodies the belief that I am standing in my personal power and that I have everything that I need, that we are all equal in the eyes of spirit and that we all have the potential within us to cultivate whatever relationship we desire with the unseen world and with the source of all things. Within the space of sacred stillness, thoughts flow and emotions rise up. In a sense, each time we meditate, a process of clearing and cleansing takes place. And after the cleansing process, there's room for our creative channels to open up. This process is critically important because what we carry in our space, whether it is full of low vibration, mental chatter, the emotions of other people that we've come into contact, or the high vibration of unconditional love, gratitude, whatever it is that's in that space, it defines the lens through which we see and interpret the world around us. It also determines how we show up in the world and what we share with those around us. If we don't take the responsibility to clear the clutter regularly and consistently and create sacredness within the space of our being, we are not able to really bring the best version of ourselves forward for ourselves, for our families, our jobs, our communities, our world. We are bringing this contaminated energy forward into consciousness as a whole. Meditation in all of its many forms is a practice that trains the mental mind out of its constant need for control. It softens the voice of the ego to allow love and compassion to rise and be on display. With ego in the background, other aspects, higher vibrational aspects of ourselves emerge. For example, we can begin to see how our wounds create a shadow around our light and block our ability to shine brightly. Allowing ourselves the grace and the time to feel into those wounds with honesty, we begin a transformational healing process back home to our soul. We begin the process of becoming whole. Some wounds actually go away just like 
a superficial cut on the surface of the skin. These wounds heal quickly, with minimal discomfort and with little to no scarring. These surface wounds in our lives offer lessons and guidance and illumination of our path, thereby helping us to identify with the deeper, greater wounds of our life story. The daily practice of creating stillness expands our sacred space and with daily consistent repetition over time, we can clear these surface wounds quickly and easily, independently, offering us the gift of greater clarity in our day-to-day lives and also a deeper understanding of what we're all about from the center of our being. Our memories and our emotional associations to them are stored in the amygdala within our brains. The amygdala is like a vast Rolodex of all of our experiences and the emotions we associate with those experiences. So this is the important part. The emotions that we create at the time of our experiences, they're not always accurate. However, our ego and our minds use this information in the future. When we clear the energy of our surface wounds, in a sense, we contribute to the rewriting of the emotional response related to the experience. And we have the opportunity to create something more positive. Before we clear the energy or do any healing work to learn the lessons behind our experiences, our surface wound memories can recirculate in our awareness and our subconscious, causing pain, strife, and often a re-experience of the original wounding in some way because the trauma, our immediate reaction to the trauma, is keeping us sometimes in that fight or flight response. Sometimes it's keeping us in stress. So after we clear the energy or do the healing work to learn the lessons behind our experiences, Then when our surface wound memories are triggered, instead of reliving the experience mentally and emotionally from a space of pain, fear, and wounding, we tune into the lessons learned and we respond with higher vibrational emotions and energy. Through shamanic healing, we can often rewrite the stories to release the associated emotions and heal the wounds. This shifts everything. Through guided practice, we can cultivate a sacred space for many of the surface wounds to resolve relatively easily and with minimal effort. Soon these memories carry less and less energy of influence and we share a much higher vibration with the people we love and the world. We also sit in a space of less stress, less anxiety, and overwhelm. We have greater clarity to interpret the world 
and we feel safer. When we sit in our sacred space and we hold that intention that we're clearing these superficial surface wounds, we also open up portals to the deeper, larger roots of our bigger woundings or our major life themes. These deeper wounds are often the wounds that we work hard to hide from the world. They're part of those shadows. And sometimes we even keep them very hidden from our own awareness. They can create great turmoil within us that inevitably rises up to get our attention as the energy of these woundings creates havoc in the outside world around us. We are fully capable of healing these wounds too. In fact, we are called to heal these wounds. That's part of what this whole human experience is all about. It's growing our soul, healing our soul. And if we weren't aware of any pain or discomfort or trauma, What motivation would we have to step into that healing? So you've heard of a wake-up call, right? These deeper, larger roots will often make themselves known through wake-up calls. Wake-up calls can be traumatic experiences, near-death experiences, chronic illness, and other situations that hold an invitation to wake up and see our lives from a different perspective. It's as if we're being called and asked to build a brand new kaleidoscope for our perception of the world and our perception of ourselves. So these larger wounds are part of the storyline of our lives. I like to use the analogy of a tapestry. If our lives are represented by the tapestry, Each tapestry holds a particular weave, color, and pattern. Some tapestries look good hanging next to one another. They complement one another. Others don't. Each tapestry includes our woundings, past lives, family lineage, all the information from our soul down to our physical expression of it. When we heal the stories of our lives that are creating the anxiety and trauma or challenge in our lives, we actually change the color and the pattern of our tapestry. We exchange how we express ourselves out into the world. We actually change the course of our lives. When we pull cords of unhealthy attachments, we pull threads of the tapestry, creating space in the weave of that tapestry, creating space in our lives for spirit to come in to serve us and help us create expansion in some way. I love that the way of the shaman and shamanic healing tools hold the potential to change the tapestry of our lives. 
However, in shamanism, it's always a co-creative process. And I will say this again and again. We must be active participants in the co-creative process of writing new stories and creating the change in our life that we desire. Shifting the tapestry of our lives by healing our life story wounds is not a passive form of energy healing. Just ask my students or my members of the Ascend membership. They will tell you the rewards of shamanic living are great, but shamanic spiritual law abides by the rule that what is invested into the spiritual practice reflects what is created and received back from the unseen world. Our unhealed, deep storyline wounds emit a lower frequency, and this lower frequency continues to attract life experiences of a similar vibration to gift us an opportunity to bring different energy to the situation. Different energy means changing the way we show up, changing the way we respond, how we think or feel, or perhaps what we believe to be true. Again, it changes the course of our lives towards a much higher vibe. Within these lower vibration experiences we attract in are the opportunities to really, truly learn the lesson our soul contracted to learn in this lifetime prior to us taking physical form and receiving the gift of life. It's within our meditative stillness, within our sacred stillness, that we can access the portal, the opening, to be able to facilitate and co-create the healing process. Have you ever had a time in your life when you kept repeating an experience you didn't want? I think one of the most common examples that I've seen in my practice is in relationships. Perhaps you ended a relationship. You meet someone new, maybe a few weeks later, maybe even a couple days later. And you think, this person is so different than my last partner. Only to find out after some time has passed that some of the same old dynamics and patterns are playing out, even though you thought this person was really different. Or maybe you've changed jobs, thinking that the people in your old job or the dynamics of your old job were really the problem. But you find yourself in a situation where the new job is holding the same dynamic. Different people, but the same dynamic. What's happening is that you are recreating the same storyline because the lessons within those experiences are still unrecognizable to you, or you're unwilling to acknowledge them. 
In essence, you have not changed, and you are the problem. We most often are the problem in our stories. So the energy of the storyline has not changed, and the healing that the soul deeply desires has not yet happened. So the energy or the vibration that's held within the sacred space of the energy field is still sending out the same information around the woundings that we're holding in our space, those old beliefs about ourselves or about life that we're afraid to shift. We're afraid they actually might be true because that's what we see mirroring back to us. That's what we see manifest. And we're afraid that that's all there is for us. And so we keep experiencing the same wounds with different people in different circumstances. And there's a way out. We can change the colors and the patterns in the tapestry that have been repeating and we can create a new one. We can bring vibrance and life and healing and high vibe energy. And I believe from my own practice and from what I've seen in my energy healing practice, that the daily practice of creating stillness, of willingness to be in solitude daily will create the space in your energy field and open the portal to your healing process by clearing the distractions of the mental mind and the emotional body that are keeping you so busy. When we are busy with the thoughts and beliefs that keep us in fear and worry and overwhelm and just continuous emotional turmoil, we are surrounded by the density of our life stories that were made to be rewritten and then retold. The practice of meditation offers an excellent, proactive, co-creative option for accessing the archives of our deepest and darkest wounds. This doesn't sound like much fun, right? And this is one of the reasons why meditation can be so evasive because no one likes to go into the deep and darkest, ugliest places of ourself. But remember, we live in a world of duality, a world of opposites. So it's within this darkness that we also can find the brightest light. The sad truth is that most people believe they fail at meditation when they first begin. They believe that meditation is for gurus and that it requires sitting a certain way and breathing a certain way and having a special cushion, the right music, all the tiny details. The real truth is that beginning a meditation practice is rather simple. Check out episode four, for three simple steps to getting started. Because getting started is actually probably the biggest hurdle and one of the most important steps 
of claiming the joy in your life. And don't forget, it's called meditation practice because that's exactly what we do. We practice and practice and practice, and then we practice some more. And even the gurus and even the well-practiced meditators, they still have days when the monkey mind, the ego, is playing lots of tricks and it feels very challenging, but stick with it. The rewards are great. So let's get back to our stories. The density within our stories, it all comes from ego. Did you know that the motivation behind our ego, the purpose for it, is to actually maintain a constant vigilance to keep us safe? And the ego takes its job incredibly seriously. However, the way in which the ego strives to keep us safe is to maintain status quo, to prevent us from making change. It teaches us to be resilient, to resist change. This means that if we want to change our story, we want to change the tapestry of our lives, we have to go up against our ego. We have to go up against that mental mind. We have to figure out how to listen to our heart more than our heads so that we can shift the mindset and welcome in the change that we desire. No matter what we want to break free from, we have to come up against the stories of our mental mind and the emotional experience related to those stories. To heal our wounds and claim all the amazing, wonderful, one-of-a-kind aspects of who we are, all those aspects that our world really needs right now, that only you can deliver, we will undoubtedly come up against some pretty hefty resistance from ourselves, from our ego. Because the ego can only interpret this change as incredibly threatening. And in truth, it's the exact thing that will set us free. The anxiety and overwhelm is the battle between our ego's control and our authentic soul dying to be set free. The light of our soul is hidden in the shadows behind the perceptions we hold around our deepest, darkest, ugliest wounds. They just want to be cleaned out so they can callous over and we can claim the freedom of our soul that it deserves. Think about calluses, right? They take a little while to form. They take repetition. They usually form unwantedly. However, calloused tissue is strong. It's resilient. It's protective. Do you have any idea how much energy and resources we use every day to keep ourselves rooted into the quagmire of our lives that continues to spin out of control in our anxiety and our overwhelm because our ego is trying to keep us safe? It's a lot. However, in the beginning, it takes a bit of equal effort sometimes to kick 
our ego in the butt. And this is where that daily practice becomes invaluable. Even when it feels like we're doing it wrong or the outcome that we want isn't happening. Remember, the ego is behind that with all of its effort to keep us safe. To go inside and sit quietly for a bit and to allow our monkey minds to just unwind or allow ourselves the space to release emotionally. It's change. Most of us feel uncomfortable. We feel like it's a waste of time. We feel like we don't deserve that time to ourselves because there's so much to do and it's change. And the ego says, there may be danger in change, so you better play it safe and go back to that to-do list. And the truth is, when sitting in solitude, there is no wrong. There is only being in the stillness. And whatever way we need to be, we just be. And this is what we're learning in meditation. We're learning how to be ourselves. So why meditation and why now? Because meditation opens our pathway to living our best life. It's a direct pathway to spirit. It opens the path of discovery to who we really are. It shows us our wounds and it inspires us to evolve and claim a life free of the torment of our shadows. It is healing and it cultivates inner peace. It illuminates the source of our joy and each and every one of us deserves a life of joy, a life of contentment. It is our birthright. Thank you.